0: Welcome to the Weekly Insight Podcast, where we break down the noise of the week and help you understand the psychology of the markets with your host, Andrew Dorr at Insight Wealth Group. Good morning. Welcome to the latest edition of the Weekly Insight Podcast. As usual, I'm your host, Andrew Dore. I appreciate you taking some time today as we dive into what's going on with the market and the economy. Before I do start, I would like to remind you what I say every week, which is that what you're about to hear today should not be construed as individual investment advice, but instead just a broad outlook on what we're seeing happening and what we're looking forward to in the markets. So if you have specific questions about your portfolio, I'd encourage you to give us a call. With that, let's dive in. The economy turns out is an airplane. I know this because for the last several months, I keep hearing the pundits talk about it like it's an airplane. Terms like soft landing and headwinds and turbulence keep coming up over and over and over again. And now I like a good dramatic movie. And so I'm a big fan of movies like Airplane, real dramatic (laughs) stuff there. But it's reminding me a little bit like Jim Kramer is playing Captain Auvoir, and Jerome Powell is playing Victor Basta. And what we're hearing from CNBC all the time right now is, what's our vector, Victor? And the truth is, thankfully, a little bit less comical than that. I'd like to think that the folks at the Federal Reserve are significantly more serious about this plot. But we're going to stick with the airplane analogies this week because I think they have laid out a general flight path and they're doing all they can to account for the turbulence and the headwinds and all of those sorts of things that they know how to. But the market, much like that nervous Nelly passenger sitting next to you on an airplane, when the turbulence comes up, is starting to have a very uninformed opinion and is beginning to make some very uninformed assumptions about what's going right or wrong with the airplane. We've all felt that feeling in an airplane of, am I going to die? And the market's having those feelings right now. The past two months was a different story. The past two months was pretty nice. In the beginning of that time period, we didn't have to worry about an upcoming Fed meeting for a couple of months. The July inflation data came out, which really caused some pretty significant optimism. We finally saw a downturn in inflation, and things were pretty serene. And so we saw really nice market performance throughout July and into early August. But as we get closer and closer to the upcoming Fed meeting anxiety is starting to rise up. It says we're getting closer and closer to that landing. While the weather is getting a little choppy, people are starting to get a little nervous. But here's the good news. The options for the upcoming Fed meeting, which was next Wednesday, are not, do we safely land the plane or do we die in a fiery crash? They're much less dramatic than that. So instead of anxiety, I think we have to do what it is we always talk about doing on this podcast, which is digest the information available to us and then weigh whether or not the risks are too large to continue our exposure in the public markets. If they're not, then we need to buckle down and prepare for landing. So let's take a dive through that information right now and see if we can make that call. Probably the biggest thing that happened last week, Chairman Powell spoke again. He spoke at a conference on Thursday. It was what we believe will probably be his last public comments before the Fed meeting next Wednesday, or excuse me, a week from this Wednesday. His message was yet another further restatement of his comments at Jackson Hole. We can't stop now. As he said, quote, we need to act now, forthrightly, strongly, as we have been doing, and we need to keep at it until the job is done. The message is clear. He's not done raising rates. But there was another very important message that he relayed on Thursday, and I think softened what he had said at Jackson Hole, because he added this. He says that he thinks all this can be done while, quote, avoiding the kind of very high social costs that Paul Volcker and the Fed had to bring into play in the 1980s. End quote. That's the idea of a soft landing. Powell is saying he thinks he can land this plane without causing the type of massive recession that Volcker had to initiate to chill inflation. Why? Because Volcker's predecessors, frankly, didn't have the guts or the gumption to see this process through. So they would work in fits and starts, but it led to a worse and worse situation. Primarily, people's expectations of inflation became untethered. And so inflation then begat more inflation. People Just kept thinking that it was going to get worse and worse and worse. Powell thinks they're already out in front of this. And frankly, the data shows he's right. Inflation expectations tend to be tethered right now to that long term 2% target that the Fed has talked about for a long time. They jumped up earlier this year, but they have come back down, which is very good news. And he thinks that with enough. Persistence, we can beat this inflation bug. So, what was the market's reaction to that? I think it was twofold. I talked quite a bit two weeks ago about how after Powell's speech at Jackson Hole, the fear of a 75 basis point hike when most people had been thinking it would be 50, caused the market to retrace a substantial amount of the gains we saw in July and August. Both before and after Powell's remarks this week, we saw major institution after major institution announce their belief that the Fed would indeed go go forward with a 75 basis point increase. In fact, as of last night, Sunday evening, the odds of a 75 basis point hike were now as high as 88%. That's much higher than they were a week ago when they were 57%. But continued strong economic news this week, coupled with Powell's nod towards a soft landing, actually had a positive impact on the market. Markets were up over 3% in what was just a four-day trading week because of the Labor Day holiday. And they now sit 10% higher than their June 16th bottom which is when the first 75 basis point hike was announced. So what is our vector going to be? Our vector, I think, is going to be much clearer tomorrow, sadly. It's always sucks when I can't tell you all the information because I don't have it. I talked in the beginning of this about the importance of using that information that we have at hand and not getting caught up in the emotion of the moment. Tomorrow, we're really going to have a lot more information. Tomorrow being Tuesday morning, September 13th. At 8 a.m., we're going to have the August inflation data. I know I have talked about every inflation report going back to March, and I know folks are probably getting sick of hearing me talk about inflation reports, but the truth is we're going to need this information to better understand the quote-unquote flight path. Right now, this is all an expectations game. And right now, the expectations for August inflation data are kind of mixed. Economists are expecting year-over-year CPI to be down, dropping from 85 to 8.1%. That's the all-items CPI number. That's a pretty big drop. Now, the core CPI number, which is all-items inflation minus food and fuel, is actually expected to go up just a smidge from 5.9 to 6.1. But notably, the month-over-month for core is expected to be flat. That's really what we're most focused on. And the month-over-month for all items is actually expected to drop for the first time in 2022. That would be good news. If that's exactly how it works out, it'd be a pretty good report. But even with that report, I think it's possible that Powell does bump rates by the larger 75 basis point amount a report any worse than that, worse than expectations, would almost guarantee a 75 basis point hike. But if it's better than expectations, I think you would probably see a pretty wild shift in what expectations are for Powell's decision back towards that 50 basis point number. But here's the good news. The good news is 75 basis points is already baked into the market. It was baked into the market after Jackson Hole. And even after that, we saw a pretty positive improvement in the market over the last several days. Yes, a bad inflation print would not be fun for stocks and bonds over the next few weeks, but market makers already know the actions that are going to be taken being 75 basis points. And so they can have some confidence in what the future is going to look like. Anything better than expectations right now for inflation should be very beneficial to the market, especially as we continue to see positive news elsewhere in the economy. We don't hear a lot about this. Everybody's so focused on inflation right now, but you haven't probably heard the fact that consumer confidence spiked in August substantially or that manufacturing PMI data that came out on September 1st actually showed an unexpected expansion of our manufacturing base or the fact that labor force participation rate actually climbed in August, meaning more people are looking to go back to work. All of that is very good news. All of that is showing us an economy that despite what we're seeing with inflation continues to be on strong ground. So simply put, the pundits were already expecting the plane to crash in the ground. And that crash was already priced into the market after the Jackson Hole speech. So that gives us a lot of room right now for inflation and for Chairman Powell to over deliver, even if that means another large interest rate increase. So hang on, the next eight days, nine days are going to be pretty spicy. We get the inflation data tomorrow we have the fed meeting a week from tomorrow and and going into Wednesday of the following week. That is going to tell us exactly where things are going, and I think we're going to see a pretty decent reset in market expectations going into the rest of the year. So I'll leave it there this week. As always, I appreciate your time so much. I thank you for listening to this, and if you have any questions, I would encourage you to give our office a call at 515-273-1333 or you can always visit us on the website at www. Dot insightwealthgroup.com. Thanks so much. Hope you have a great week. Take care. Securities offered through RTA Wealth Management LLC Member FINRA. SIPC NFA. Investment Advisory Services offered through RTA Wealth Advisors LLC, an SEC registered investment firm.